Well, let's take our Bibles tonight, and I've got to find my notes here. Turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. I got a simple message tonight, but I believe a very helpful message Um, when it comes to um, following the Lord and making making decisions and and seeking God's guidance and direction, getting Him to answer um, questions um, for us um, that will help us in our life. And so we're going to look at that in a few minutes, but. I think it was two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, we, after Brother Salazar was here, we, we passed out our, our Greater Works prayer sheet. We looked through how God has been answering these prayers and advancing the ministry at Metro Baptist Church. And um, it was very encouraging to see what the Lord has done. And then we wrote down different different you know, dreams, ideas, things that have come into our heart. And I'd like to read some of, those, some of those off tonight. Maybe not all of them, but I'll try to read a bunch of them. And, and, and these are just things we need to, we need to pray about and to see, see what the Lord wants us to do. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read some of the things I wrote down. And then, then I'm going to read some of the things you wrote down. And it's, it's interesting, a lot of the things are very similar, um, and um, it's kind of, kind of exciting. So I wrote down some crazy things, but we can pray about them and see, see what our almighty, awesome God can do through us. We learned about that this morning. Anything on these lists doesn't even, it doesn't even... It's not even a shadow of the things we, we talked about this morning from the book of Genesis and from God's creation. So our God can do anything. You know, one thing that's, uh, I, I was meditating one day. I might have a sermon about it coming up, but Malachi 3.8 uh, or 3.10. I, I, I don't want to look at, at it so much from the, uh, the giving perspective, but it's, it's an exciting thought that God gave me. Malachi 3.10 says, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, and there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I thought about the windows of heaven. God opens the windows of heaven and he pours out a blessing. And the Bible says that the streets in heaven are made of translucent gold. That's pretty cool. That's how of little importance gold is in heaven. God paves the streets with them, with it. And so I was thinking, Lord, all we need you to do is open the windows of heaven and just pour out 350 pounds of gold, and that would be $10 million. That's all. And the, our side of the promise is tithing. You say, would God do that for us if we tithe? He could. He could. He could just open the windows of heaven. I think it says in Haggai that all the gold is his on this earth. I should have asked ChatGPT for an estimate of how much gold there is in the world. I'm sure there's more than 350 pounds, so um, God can just pour it out. He is powerful. So these are some of the things um, that I wrote down. You know, on, on the original sheet, we said, obtain property for ministry headquarters. And here's some things I wrote down that night. A... Baptist Evangelism Center, or a Gospel Advance Mission Center. Doesn't that sound? That has a good ring to it, doesn't Pastor Tyler? Um, The Gospel Advance Mission Center. 
enough room for a seminary. Not a cemetery, but a seminary. A Christian school. Enough room for multiple ethnic classes. Um, now, I, I was thinking of a nonprofit farm to support orphanages, a thousand seat auditorium, a $30 million property that can be leveraged to buy church buildings in Greater Vancouver. I thought of um, a, a pornography recovery program to help people get out of that vice. I wrote down a building for Anchor Baptist Church and another building for Metro Baptist Church. An orphanage in Ethiopia, um, nonprofit status for John 3, the John 316 ministry, so that it's easy for other churches to give. I thought of John 316 days in every community in BC. And three-day campaigns in every major city in Canada, the U.S., and around the world. Those are just some of the things I think about in the middle of the night. But these are some of the things that, that you wrote down. Um, Bible, Bible study sessions in different languages. Chinese, Tagalog, Spanish. Learning center tutoring. MBC sports teams. Wow. You got to get those boys um, to the gym soon, early in the morning. If we're going to have a basketball team that's worth shooting, they got to start learning. Um, there's nothing worse than an embarrassing sports team. <laughs> so, um, and, and Christian school sports, it's all about the sovereignty of God and hard work. Because, you know, one, one crop of kids, you'll have, everybody will be six foot tall, and the next crop of kids, every, every kid will be five foot four. And, um, and that's what you've got to work with. So, um, our own building, now, this is underscored with three lines, without anchor. <laughs> I'm thinking, wow, I don't know what three lines under it means, but... Um, <laughs> Um, grow our learning center to be able to have elementary and secondary. Two teachers at least. Uh, someone who can be the project manager for the John 3.16 ministry. Amen. I, I'm not doing a great job of being the project manager. Uh, more emphasis on, on opportunities to get involved in foreign missions. Trips organized and the church family involved in that. Get the gospel to every home in Burnaby at least once per year. Start an accredited seminary like MBI. What's MBI? Movie Bible Institute or Biola. Um, that's Pastor Tyler's list. Um, start a nursing home ministry. Get preachers into every prison in the lower mainland. See GAM become a full-fledged disciple-making enterprise, a multiplication of laborers and leaders, our own building, separate, underlined from Anchor. Um, not three underlined. I hope Pastor Turner's not watching this tonight. <laughs> um, our, own, um, our own RU, um, bigger Sunday school classes, um, a camp, our own building, more people. Yes, more people, that's a good one. Um, more students at MBLC, more teachers at MBLC, and more language videos on John 3.16. Hmm. Let's estimate the age of the person that did this one. Um, MBLC camp. More people at MBLC. I think that was an MBLC student that wrote that one. Um, discipleship, um, godly children of God, train spiritual leaders for the next generation, get new building. 
more people involved in MBLC preach the gospel counseling. Um, more people in MBLC, MBLC camp, they conspired, I think. They, they had a meeting. Um, their, own, their own building, our own building, mission trip, a choirs. That's interesting. I've never seen choirs spelt that way. C-H-O-I-R-Z, choirs. <laughs> Maybe spelling too, a spelling bee. Let's do spelling bee too. Um, um, a church-wide summer retreat. That sounds cool. Um, junior intercessor. I got an idea. We'll all go on a retreat and we'll leave Pastor Tyler here in case a visitor shows up. How's that? No, that, that's not very nice, is it? Um, social media content, spreading the gospel, podcast. Pastor Tyler's talking about the podcast on all of these platforms. I'm thinking, we're doing that? I, I didn't even realize we were on, doing on all those platforms. That's pretty cool. Prison ministry for women. Listen to this one. A soup kitchen. A food bank, preferably with Neapolitan pizza. It's not expensive. <laughs> Thanks, Marshall. We know that was yours. <laughs> now, this is the most polite one. Metro and Anchor to have two separate buildings. No underlines. Um, a building, um, Metro and Anchor building, um, youth and young adult events, more souls to be saved and reached. John 3.16 outreach. Are you Bible study group? Game and board night um, nights or day. More Sunday school kids. I don't know what the hand is. It looks like a hand in a toilet seat. I don't. I don't know what that. I don't know. I don't know what that's all about. But um, interesting. Um, bus ministry. More college and career activities and outreaches. I like that word outreach. That's cool. Wouldn't it be cool if we had college outreach or university outreach? That would be awesome. A bus ministry that is thriving and bringing children to Christ consistently. That would be wonderful. A senior serving ministry. Singing, visiting, nursing homes. Being a blessing and doing service for our senior citizens. Um, start a nursing home ministry. Seeing the AV ministry improve if the Lord allows. Um, wanting the John 3.16 ministry expanded to other social media platforms and improve existing. Reach a million views. To have a church building. Um, Chinese language classes to reach people from China with free childcare. That's interesting. Um, <laughs> church having days of hospitality, maybe um, twice a year. Um, um, two marked days for fasting, asking the Lord to take care of the church. Um, a larger uh, media staff for the John 3.16 projects and other projects. Social media, podcast, YouTube, animations and videos. Um, more streamlined teaching videos. Children's John 3.16 content. And our own Left Behind movie series. I've never thought we would make a movie, but that's cool. That's cool. You never know. God uses the Baptist Church in Alabama, I think. And they've made a lot of movies. And they've impacted a lot of people. I, I can't say it's at the top of my dream list, but you never know what God would do. So, Now, I've really been thinking about this one, but you know, there's a lot of people that play video games nowadays. If there was a way we could reach people that, that spend their lives playing video games, that might be something we could look into. Um, I've, never, I've never hung around a gym, but God's sure using Brother Vince at the gym, you know. It's a blessing to my heart. My wife doesn't want me to go to the gym, so um, 
Brother Vince will have to reach them at the gym. So, um, Metro Baptist water slide event. <laughs> Private, modest, with good music. You never know. So, um, a gym. You know, I just want a church building, but someone wants a gymnasium attached to the building. So we can have sports leagues and ministries, a church history class, a vacation trip to the Ark Encounter. I've always wanted to go to the Ark Encounter. That's a cool idea. Um, Vacation Bible school in the evenings. I think it would be awesome. I was convicted this week. Somebody said, we've got to be reaching children for the next generation. And I think that's something Metro Baptist Church needs to do. If you'd like to do a VBS this summer and you want to do a lot of work for it, I don't think our staff can do a whole lot more work on something like that. But if God puts a burning desire for that into your heart, um, let me or Pastor Tyler know and we'll, we'll pray about it. We'll look into it. Um, a mission trip, a one-week mission trip, a coffee greeting ministry, and um, prayer meeting um, regularly, and counseling training. And so, I think those are beautiful ideas. Um, there's not an idea on there that I don't think is wonderful. And so, um, me and Pastor Tyler will do some work with this, and maybe we can get Miss Andrea to create the expanded. Great. This is so cool. And we'll even print it in color the first time. The, um, I don't know when, but maybe, maybe in the next um, couple months we can have something uh, like that. So, so much to pray about, and it's exciting to see God answering our prayers. Um, actually, go to Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11 and verse 6. Hebrews 11 and verse 6. Let's, let's be reminded to be much in prayer about the upcoming um, missions conference three weeks from today. Pastor Doug Wood is going to be here. The theme is abound in love. And how can we be more involved in missions? You know, a lot of people talked about mission trips. And how can, how can we get our hearts more involved in missions? And Brother Wood is going to be sharing um, three videos uh, about work that he's been doing overseas. They have an orphanage in Cambodia and an orphanage in the Philippines. And then he also helps pastors. And so he's going to be showing um, several of those videos. And we need to be seeking the Lord what he would want us to do, to be more involved in missions in those types of ways. And then, um, the, so let's see here, it's one, two, three, four, five weeks tonight is when we're going to receive our, our down payment offering and our, um, our, our pledge offering for a building. And so these are things we, we should be praying about. Um, we don't need to pray about our tithe, that's a calculation, but we do need to pray, be praying about our missions offering. And we do need to be praying um, for our building fund, down payment offering, and a pledge offering. And let God guide you individually. And he will guide you. And I think this message, it's not about determining our offering, but it's seeking answers from God. Seeking answers from God, seeking the will of God, Look at Hebrews 11 and verse 6. It says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. So when you're praying to God about these things, when you're praying about decisions you have to make in your life, who are you praying to? Will you reflect on what we thought about this morning of how powerful and how great and how wise and how loving our God is. He that cometh to God must believe that he is and, then, and that he is a rewarder 
of them that diligently, he will reward us. He will reward us. Isn't that encouraging? Without faith, it is impossible to please him. But he is able and he wants to reward us. There's a verse in 2 Chronicles 16 that says, God's eyes go to and fro looking for someone whose heart is perfect towards him. I think it would please him if there's a, if there's a group of people that look up to heaven and say, you know, Lord, you just have to open those windows and you can take care of this building. And we, we, have, to, we have to have the faith that he would actually want to reward us. He is a reward. And he wants to reward you. So how do we seek the will of God? Um, you know, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. This week, uh, I'm at cancer clinic for a couple days. And then I'm taking Mrs. Mackay away um, for a few days. And so I'm hoping next week to sit down with Pastor Turner and um, prepare for the Easter service, the Sunday night service. And, and um, I want to see what's in his heart. And the, the poor man is in pain all the time and tired all the time. Um, and so just, just pray for him. He may have no answers for me in a week or two weeks. Um, but I want to wait until next week to even talk about these things with him. And I'm thankful that I have to wait because when we wait, we pray and we, we, we ask the Lord for wisdom. And we need to ask the Lord for wisdom. The Bible says if we lack wisdom, ask of God and he gives it to us. So we need to ask the Lord for a lot of wisdom. You've got to ask the Lord for wisdom about your faith promise, about the down payment offering, about the pledge offering, about what the Lord wants us to do. You've got to ask the Lord for wisdom. Let him guide you. So when we're seeking the will of God, here are some things to keep in mind. First, we've got to seek the will of God in the word of God. You seek the will of God in the word of God. Look at 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16. We seek the will of God in the word of God. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. That means God breathed. I think when we read Psalms 33 this morning... I think it talked about God's breath there as well. Let me just check that. Psalms 33, it says, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. Look up in the sky, all the stars. God breathed them into existence. God breathed his word into existence. And it is profitable for doctrine, what we should believe, for reproof, to correct us, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. So when you're seeking the will of God, we ought to be seeking the will of God. God, what do you want for our lives? We seek it in the word of God. Second thing, we need to be obedient to the Word of God. What's the will of God? To read the Word of God and obey it. That's the will of God. A lot of the Bible is general commands. General commands. In other words, they apply to Mrs. Mackay, they apply to me. They, they apply to um, Felix. And they apply to Liam. And they apply to Ledoux. They apply to all of us. They're general commands. That's how we do the will of God. We, we learn the word of God and we obey the word of God. The Bible also contains specific commands. There's specific commands in the Bible for husbands. There's specific commands in the Bible for wives. There's specific commands for employees. And there's specific commands. Commands for employers. 
And so there's specific instruction for specific people found right in the word of God. So to do the will of God, we've got to seek it in the word of God. And then we've got to obey the word of God. And then go to Romans chapter 12. We need to be surrendered. And aligned. Consecrated to the will of God. We can, we can know the word of God. But we need to align ourselves with the word of God. That's consecration. In this Romans chapter 12 it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world. The word conform means to stamp an image on you. So the, the world has an image. We're learning and do well this week about God's philosophy of work. Okay. The world has a philosophy attached to work. And the world wants to stamp that philosophy on you. But God says, don't let yourself be stamped with the world's philosophy. Be stamped, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And so... To fulfill the will of God for our lives, we have to say, Lord, here's my life. I give you my life. I present you my life. Lord, you renew my mind. You guide my mind. You transform my mind. God, I want to think like you. One of the purposes of prayer is unity with God, being one with God. Prayer isn't, prayer isn't um, trying to get God to align with our ideas. Prayer is aligning ourselves with God's plans and God's will so that we have a proper understanding of what God wants us to do. So consecration is closely linked to the next step, and that's prayer. Prayer. We sang it tonight. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. The Bible doesn't say don't think. It says don't put your trust in your thinking. So, so what, Pastor, what do I do with my thinking? Well, the next verse says, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct. You take your thinking and you take your thinking to God and you say, God, what do you think of my thinking? If you're reading the word of God consistently and you're in the house of the Lord consistently, the word of God is going to shape your philosophies and your thinking. Often you'll already have the Bible truth in your mind because you're walking with God every day. But the first, the, when, when, in all your ways acknowledge him, you're going to say, Lord, does the Bible say anything about this? You could use a concordance. You know, when you're trying to make a decision, you can't sit down and read all 1,700 pages to try to find the answer that night, you know. Um, you know, i got to make a decision next week. Well, find the answer in the Bible. Okay. <laughs> you know, but, but we do have study tools. We have concordances. We have um, references in the Bible. We, we can find answers. You could also ask somebody that knows the Bible better than you and say, does the Bible say anything about this? In all your ways acknowledge him. I, I like Psalms 32.8 as well. Psalms 32.8. Psalms 32.8. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Turn that into a prayer. 
Lord, instruct me. Lord, teach me. Lord, if God's going to guide you with his eye, you've got to be looking to God in your heart. Your heart has to be oriented towards God. And you've got to be quiet sometimes and still. And you've got to wait on the Lord. But he's a loving father. He's not trying to hide from you what he wants you to do. He's not trying to hide it from you. Just ask him. Talk to him. I like Psalms 37. 37. What do you do while you're waiting? Well, you do what you do, you do what you know is right to do. Psalms 37, trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fit. You know, you might be a brand new Christian. Well, I guarantee, even if you're a brand new Christian, the Holy Spirit just came inside of you. You probably have some moral knowledge because the Bible says God gave you a conscience. Already you know, if you've only been a Christian one day, you already know it's not right to lie. So how do you do good? Well, tomorrow I'm going to be honest. You already know it's, it's right to be kind, so tomorrow I'm going to be kind. And as you grow progressively in your knowledge of the Word of God, just obey God. Just trust the Lord and do it. And God says he'll take care of you. That's why verse 3 says he's going to take care of you. Delight thyself also in the Lord. God wants our heart more than anything. And I think, I think this is where, where prayer brings us into unity with God. Is when we're able to say to God, God, you're enough. You're enough. I surrender my desires to you. God, hear my desires. You're enough. You shape my desires. And guess what? He'll shape your desires perfectly. And those desires, he promises to give them to you. God will give me the desires of my heart. If those desires are shaped by a worship and a love for God, God promises that he'll give them to us. And then he says, verse 5, commit thy way unto the Lord. That, that means to roll it over to God. God, I can't figure this out. Here you go. I roll it over to you. And he says, he will bring it to pass. And when, when you can't see if God is working, I guarantee you he's working. You just can't see it. So just roll it over to him. The Bible also tells us in, Psalm, in John 16 and verse 13 that Jesus went back to heaven and gave us the Holy Spirit to be our teacher. So the Holy Spirit, if you're saved, he lives inside of you and he wants to teach you. Now, the New Testament says, try the spirits. The Holy Spirit will never lead you to do something against the word of God. You know, don't come to me and say, God told me to divorce my wife. You're not going to find it in there. Nowhere. But there's a lot of things unique to our lives that you're not going to find a Bible verse for. It's not going to tell you what company to work for? What company do you work for, Marshall? What's it called? OSM. Marshall, work at OSM. It, it, you're not going to find that verse. And please, don't get into numerology. You know, I'm going I'm to put the Bible through a, a computer, and I'm going to numerize it all, and it's going to give me secret messages. I, I don't believe that's the way God works, okay? Um, but he's given us the Holy Spirit and he promises to guide us and to teach us and to listen to us. I like, I like Acts 16. Acts 16, a very, a very um, 
I like this. Now God commanded the church to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And on the... You know, the, the, the church in Acts chapter 13 sent out Paul and Silas. They went off preaching and starting church, churches. They've come back and they're going out again. And it says in verse 6, Now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. After they were come to Mysia, they essayed to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered. That word means allowed them not. And they passing by Mysia came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed to him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel unto them. Therefore, loosing from Troas, we came with a straight course to Samanthracia, and the next day to Neapolis, and from thence to Philippi, which is the chief city of that part of Macedonia and a colony. And we were in that city abiding certain days. So we see in verse 6, they were forbidden of the Holy Ghost. And then we see in verse number, number, um, the, the, verse number seven, the spirit suffered them not. And then, gave, then God gave Paul a dream. And then he knew where God wanted him to go. The Holy Spirit, he will whisper and he will speak to our hearts and he will guide us. We've got to ask. Now remember to try that spirit. Because you can have crazy thoughts go through your mind that, that didn't come from Jesus. It didn't come from the Holy Spirit. Check them out in the Word of God. Another thing God will do is He will give us opportunities and circumstances. Look with me at 1 Corinthians 16. 1 Corinthians 16. I love Paul's spirit in these verses. You will sense that um, Paul has a plan, but he's holding that plan loosely. He's not saying, this is exactly what God wants me to do. This is what I believe God wants me to do. Look what it says. Now I will come unto you when I shall pass through Macedonia... For I do pass through Macedonia. So on his way through Macedonia, he's going to stop and see the Corinthians, these people that he loves. You know, I think I would say that if, if, I'm, passing through, if I'm passing through Ontario, there's some people I'm going to see. I have some people I love there. I don't go to Ontario and don't go see them unless like I have to be there and back in, in two days or something. I go out of my way to see them. Paul wanted to see these people. Verse 6. And it, it may be that I will abide. I might, I might stay with you. Yea, and winter with you. Stay there through the winter. That ye may bring me on my journey whithersoever I go. For I will not see you now by the way, but I trust to tarry a while with you if the Lord Permits. So he wants to do this, but he's saying, you know, the Lord might have another plan down the road. But I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost. For a great door and effectual is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. He says, I'm going to stay at Ephesus because the door is open here. And I've got a work to do here. Verse 10, now if Timothy has come, see that he may be with you without fear, for he worketh the work of the Lord as I also do. 
Let no man therefore despise him, but conduct him forth in peace, that he may come unto me, for I look for him with the brethren. We see this open door that he has in Ephesus, and Paul believes he needs to stay there and do the work of God. He's planning a trip through Macedonia. He wants to stop and see the Corinthians. He'd like to stay there, but only if the Lord permits him to stay there. But right now the door is open here. So as we're walking through this life, God opens doors, God closes doors, God tells us to stay, God tells us to go. God uses opportunities in our lives. And he also, these are some verses that um, Proverbs 4 and verse 26. I think it was, I think it was right, right when Pastor Salazar was here or right after he left. And a, a, lot of, a lot of these ideas are coming into my heart and into my mind and this verse really jumped out at me during my devotions one morning. Proverbs 4 and verse 26. Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. Think about where you're going and let them be established. And so a prayer needs to be, Lord, Lord these are things we would like. These are dreams that we have. These are greater works that we would like to do for you. But how do you want us to get there? What steps do you want us to take? Ponder the path of thy feet. And this is a, this is a valuable part of, 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 of determining the will of God. Is getting advice. Um, look at Proverbs 15 and verse 22. Proverbs 15 and 22. Without counsel, purposes are disappointed. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. Counsel. Look at Proverbs 20 and verse 18. Every purpose is established by counsel. And with good advice, make war. And I think it's Proverbs 24, 6. Yeah, Proverbs 24, 6. For by wise counsel, thou shalt make thy war. And in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. So these are... These are this is kind of a checklist of, of biblical truth that we need to go through as we're seeking the will of God. The word of God. What does the Bible say? What does it say generally to all people and to all Christians? What does it say specifically to my roles and to my situation? Consecration is aligning ourselves Lord, I present myself. I want, to be, I want to be aligned with your plan. Not my plan, your plan. And prayer. Lord, these are my thoughts. What do you think of these thoughts? God, instruct us and teach us. Guide us with your eye. Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to obey you. I'm going to delight in you. And you promise that you're going to bring it to pass. I believe when we're praying, those are the things we need to say to God. God, you are a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. You are a God who promises to answer our prayer. If we ask for wisdom, you promise to give us. You, you promise that if we acknowledge you in all our ways, you will direct our paths. These are your promises. These are your words. And I'm coming to you. And we need to listen for the Spirit of God guiding our heart. He lives inside of us. And he can, he can suffer us not. He can forbid us. He can guide us. 
And we need to be, our eyes need to be open to the opportunity. You know, I, I really believe it's not a, it's not a accident that Pastor Salazar came when he came. I don't believe his purpose to come was to film a couple videos. And it was supposed to happen last year. So I look at that as kind of like an open door. Like, okay, God, maybe we're not thinking about this the right way. How do you want us to think about it? And then careful planning and counsel. You know, when all of us need counsel, seek the Lord, seek his counsel, seek the counsel of others. Now, when if somebody comes to me and says, Pastor, I think God wants me to do this or go here or do that. Most often I'll say, I'm not really sure if that's the right thing or not. I'm not God. Now, sometimes people will come to me with something and my spiritual discernment will say, you know what? I think you're wrong. I think that's a crazy idea. I think it doesn't have any biblical. I'll say it much more gentle. And sometimes I'll say, you know, I don't, I don't think so. But most of the time I'll say, you know, I can't tell you for sure. Because you're God's child and it's like this, these offerings, you know. I'm not the Holy Spirit. I can't tell you what you should give or what you shouldn't give. I am trying as a pastor to do everything I can to make sure you make, a, you make decisions based on the Word of God and based on the Spirit of God without coercion from your heart. Because God wants to guide each of you. Sometimes people in the church do things with their money. Are they nuts? But they're gods. They're not mine. They're gods. They're not mine. And your future is not my future. But if it's, in a, if it's in agreement with the word of God and the will of God, and you exhibit a consecrated life to the Lord, and you walk with the Lord in prayer, I believe the Holy Spirit can guide you and can direct you as well as the Apostle Paul. Isn't that wonderful? The Bible says God is no respecter of persons. Now, I'm a pastor. I'm the leader of the church. So, that, you know, I'm going to think about these things a lot more than you probably will as far as church things go. But when it comes to your personal life and the direction of, where should I go to college? I don't know. You know, um, you know, if, if one of the teenage girls grows up in the church and comes to me and says, I've been praying, Pastor, and I really think God wants me to be a model. I'm going to say, I don't think you're praying to the same God, okay? Um, because there really isn't a place in the modeling world where you're not going to be showing off your body. Okay? I think I can say that. I want a surfing career. In your skirt, you know, I don't, I don't, I just don't see, I just don't see that happening. Um, you know, one of the young men grow up. I want to be a makeup designer. Um, I, I just, I just can't see it. Um, but specifically, what God wants you to, I, I don't know. God made you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. God, it. Who should I marry? I know who. Sh I know who you shouldn't marry. If he doesn't love the Bible. If he doesn't want to obey the Bible, if he's not surrendered to God, if he doesn't walk with God in prayer, if he's not sensitive to the Spirit, if he doesn't ask for advice, run! That's not the person for you. But if, you know, if those things are generally in line, you know, I can't say it's not for you. Now your, your dad or your mom might could say that he's not for you. And I would say, you know, parents don't be selfish. There's some parents, they, they don't, they want to control their kids. They don't want to let them go. And don't be that kind of parent. Um, 
But who was it? Was it the Martins that told us? The Martins told us they, they had a girl off at college and she came home at a break and brought this guy with her to introduce this guy to them. You say, who are the Martins? A sweet couple that came here about 10 or 12 years ago and he preached for us. But he told us, he said, when, when she was walking up the, 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 the driveway with that boy, I could, I could tell by the way he was walking that that boy wasn't for my... My daughter is a strong girl, and that boy was kind of walking like this. <laughs> and the parents said, I don't... And, you know, so parents have a discernment about their kids that, that, that the pastor may not have. And so, and, you know, you, you ever heard of the gut feeling? I think when you're a Christian, often it can be the Holy Spirit feeling. And you listen to him, okay? Um, but I like the way the Apostle Paul talked in 1 Corinthians 16. It wasn't, God told me to do this, God told me to do this, God told me to do this. No, he said, I'd like to do this if the Lord wills. I know the Lord wants me to do this. I'm not sure he wants me to do this. You don't have to talk with 100% certainty. You do have to talk certainty about the Bible. But we don't know everything about the future. We just got to walk into the future with God. And those are the principles we should follow. You know, I, it's been exciting. It was exciting looking for a building to rent this fall. That was exciting. I believe we had to do that. It was exciting to put an offer on a building with Anchor Baptist Church, make a video, plan to fundraise. I believe God led us in all of those steps. But what's the next step? I'm seeking the Lord. And pray with us that the Lord will guide us in a clear path. Um, but you know that, that first step? I'm thankful I could take that step with Pastor Turner. Here he is all, you know, not doing very good physically, but his faith encouraged my faith. And that's a wonderful thing about walking with others. Sometimes we need, sometimes a husband needs the faith of his wife. Sometimes the wife needs the faith of the husband. Sometimes the pastor needs the faith of the people. You see what I mean? We're, we're, we're a body that depends on each other. And... Um, and so let's just walk forward by faith. Hey, we'll take a few minutes with, an, uh, with not an offering, but an invitation. And um, maybe you can play Teach Me Thy Way, O Lord. Teach me thy way. And would you pray that? Um, would you pray that tonight as she plays, Teach Me Thy Way, O Lord? I don't know all the questions you're asking God right now. But he wants to reward you and guide you. <laughs>